Now on Sports Talk, it's SC Wild with Major Billy Downer of the Department of Natural Resources. Major Downer is here to take your questions about the great outdoors in South Carolina. Give him a call at 888-898-2525. It's SC Wild from DNR on the Sports Talk Radio Network. All right, well, time to welcome in once again on this Wednesday night another edition of S.E. Wild from the Department of Natural Resources. Major Billy Downer joining us. Major, good evening. Great to have you with us. How are you? I know what that means. <laughs> That's excellent. Always a pleasure to be with you tonight, no doubt about but yes, that sound means it is getting close to turkey time. You have been so working on ready. your skills. You're 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 getting your A game ready to get out there and uh, nail that that trophy turkey, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sitting here playing with a call right, getting that call ready, and a brand new call that I picked up at the. Uh, Southeastern Wildlife Exposition down at Brittle Bank Park. I was talking to a, one of the uh, makers and just messing around with the call. And after I messed with it long enough, I'm like, "All right, I got to have that one. Just mm-hmm. package it up." So, what makes what um, makes that one what makes that one a desirable call for you? Just the sound. Um, it's a it's an old slate call, but it's got a great striker and just the, the combination of how the sound how it. Uh, Sharp, the sharpness of that one for me just, I liked it. <laughs> and uh, I've got this, uh, like most of us that do the turkey hunt or duck hunt, we have a sickness when it comes to a call. We can't have enough of them. <laughs> so if, if it's just got one tone that I like, well, I got to have that. So, you know, um, and that's kind of where, <laughs> where I am. So I got me another new call I'm playing with. But just made me think about it tonight. We're talking about turkey season, but. Uh, Surely enough, here we are at the end of duck season. We've gone through February to kind of a dead month. We're into February, I mean, March now. You know, the quail season's kind of coming out done. We've got your small game seasons to come to a close, and now we're into March looking at our next season, which is turkey season, uh, coming up here, particularly in the game zones three and four in the Columbia area, down to Sumter and on, on up on the coast in Charleston, Hampton County and above. You've got the the Orangeburg County, everybody's getting ready for turkey season gearing up. Do a little scouting, people paying attention when they're riding up and down the roads and they see a bird in the field or see a flock of birds they're looking to see that gobbler blown up and just kinda of pay attention and, and, and note where they see birds congregating right now and taking mental notes because in a few weeks um it's gonna be time to to hit the woods and, and find them in the tree and, and hope they come to where you are. So uh, it is close to turkey season, yes, for sure. And, um, you know, between now and then we've got the classic coming up, and I know we're, 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 we're looking forward to that. And the classic is nothing but turkey calls, it seems like, because <laughs> it's right there where turkey season starts. And that's yeah. all we got is up and down the aisles. All you hear is turkey, turkey, turkey. So um, it can be challenging just to walk up and down those aisles. People get tired of hearing the turkey calls. But uh, turkey season certainly is here. Uh, We're excited for it. 
Um, just a couple things to note. The turkey season this year, you know, everybody wants to know when turkey season is. Um, your private land season starts in Game Zone 1 and 2, April 1st through May 10th. The Game Zones 1 and 2 are um, different than where we are here in the Midlands. Uh, 3 and 4, which is where we are here in the Midlands, is March 22nd. So that's when the season is going to start for us. That's coming up very quickly. Um, the days will click off. You know, here we are the 8th. We're not, but, what, 14 days away from that. So two weeks away from the season starting uh, starting here uh, in the Midlands. So um, uh, that's just what we're looking at uh, for now. So the excitement builds, but then April 1st is when it starts in the upstate and in game zone 2 uh, portions that, you know, of the PD region. That's when it opens up there. So um, that's kind of where we are as far as the season goes. WMAs, of course, don't open up statewide until April 1st as well, no matter where they are. And that season goes from April 1st to April 29th. Um, you know, the residents statewide, uh, statewide private and WMA residents can take three gobblers per season. Remember now that your turkey tags actually cost you $5 for the tags. Um, a very nominal fee for all of those tags, but you get three tags for five dollars. Pretty cheap. Um, that changed, you know, in recent years. Uh, but I think most of our sportsmen and women are fully willing to pay that small fee for the turkey tags. It helps us with our turkey management programs and uh, just what we do across the state with turkeys. Um, and we'll probably have uh, my great turkey friend Jay Cantrell on here next show just to kind of get us ready for the season talk about where our turkey population is right now get an update on that Mm -hmm. turkey studies but again three gobblers per season no more than one per day um and remember in that first zone the 22nd to the 31st you can only take one bird in that first portion of the season march 22nd to 31st on private land in game zones three and four um and in game zones one and two they can only take one from April 1st to 10th. I don't want to confuse folks. Right now, the season's going to open up first. There's the game zone three and four. You can only take one bird uh, March 22nd to 31st. And a lot of people want to know, you know, why is that? Why is it we can only take one bird in the first week of the season, uh, pretty much? Um, and that comes back and goes back to the study that Jay has talked to us about on the show before. And I'll get him to talk about that the next time we, we talk again, just to remind folks. But the study showed that most, you know, most gobblers are doing their their breeding right in that first part of the season. So they're trying to give gobblers the chance um, to spread those genetics through the flock, um, and so that our flocks can continue to grow and have good strong genetics. Um, that's just where they are. I wanted to wait and hold one bird the first week to make sure the birds have a chance to breed because again. We're hoping that most birds, that the most of the hens, um, will get bred early uh, before gobblers have a chance to be taken. So you've got that gene pool continually uh, getting stronger each and every year. Uh, so that's where we are uh, as far as that and, and why the one bird first week is just kind of slow things down and give birds a chance to breed before uh, they have a chance to be taken again. So one bird during that first, the 22nd to the 31st. Here in game zones three and four. So we're going to have uh, the expert on with us, like you mentioned, in a couple of weeks to talk more about uh, the population. But from what you're what you're getting right now, how does it look around the state? 
does the does the I want to say crop. That's probably not the proper word. The flocks, crop. the flocks, <laughs> do the flocks look look greater than they were the same time last year? To the best of your knowledge. So around locally, I think a lot of people seen last year. I talked to a lot of people uh, that thought turkey season was a little slow last year. Mm-hmm. Some people, if some people inevitably always have a good season. Oh, it's been a great year. Well, I don't mean the whole state's been great. Um, last year's a little slower. Um, I've seen a lot of birds this year uh, where I did not see as much last year. And, you know, there's so many factors go into that. Dry season, wet seasons, um, you know, it, it was the hatch good? Did they have a good um, – were they, were they able to um, you know, raise the clutch? The predation, all those things that go into that coyote, other things uh, that, you know, that may affect young turkey poults. Um, but some simple things that people forget are timber management. People cutting timber down, um, changing the landscape. That can change turkeys. That happened to me uh, where I hunt uh, here. One, a big portion of where the birds roosted got cut down. <laughs> They can't roost because if they're trees to roost in, they're going to find somewhere else to roost. Um, so that's just one of those things you kind of got to, um, you got to look at all the factors that happen. You know, was, you know, did, did the areas they roost or the areas that they like to loaf, was their timber, did it get timbered? Mm-hmm. Um, did fields not get planted perhaps, you know, in wheat where they might normally like to go bug? I mean, all those kind of things go on. You know, turkeys, Utilize areas for different reasons. Uh, they utilize areas for bugging. They go get bugs. They utilize areas to get grain, perhaps. If people have planted food plots and left them there. You know that that's legal. You ask that question all the time. You know, well, can I plant chufa for turkeys? Absolutely, you can. Chufa is a nut that grows in the ground, and the turkeys can expose it themselves. But if you go disc it and turn it up, you're baiting. You can't do that. You can't add food stuff to the ground. And you can't manipulate the crop for turkeys. You can leave stuff standing for them, and they can utilize it on their own. It's kind of like waterfowl. You, you can't do anything to the crop. You grow it. you got to leave it there. Um, now, you can't grow corn during turkey season, as in throw the corn out for it to grow, and then, well, I've planted that corn. Well, that's not going to work. Um, that's not how you plant corn. Uh, you know, you plant it in rows. It goes in the ground at least, you know, good inch and a half, so um, throw it on top of the ground, it's not going to work. I was trying to plant a cover crop. Well, you can't hunt turkeys over a cover crop either. Hmm. Um, so as far as when I say cover crop, when you throw a weed out, for instance, and say, quote, unquote, oh, it's just throwing out some wheat to stabilize the ground. Okay, that's great, but you can't hunt turkeys over if you do that. Um, people find all sorts of ways to try to fool their way around being able to feed birds. I've even heard of people that took um, crickets, and dump crickets out <laughs> in an area to attract birds in. I'm not sure how that worked out, but anyway. <laughs> um, all sorts of ways. But again, there's so many factors for birds and what makes them move from one area to the other and maybe not use it like they did last year. So I encourage folks to always think about that before you go, hey, we had bad acts last year. Not necessarily things happen to you. Um, but... You know, remember, as far as between now and the next couple of weeks, we do have a, a youth day coming up as well. Uh, youth day is this year, March 25th and 26th. Um, and uh, that is uh, 
open for use on private and WMA land. WMA land on the 25th. Um, and game zones three and four is our youth day down here. Um, and that is, you know, again, going to allow young people a chance to go um, and perhaps get a bird right there when the season starts off. I'm sorry, March 18th, 19th. My bad. I'm getting my dates mixed up. The 18th, 19th is down here. The 25th, 26th is in game zones one and two. So the, basically the Saturday and Sunday before the season opens up in our area will be youth day. So Saturday the 18th and Sunday the 19th. Uh, speaking of, of youth and young hunters, and I'm just wondering why you're talking about that. You know, uh, when you take a youngster out, male, female, whatever the case may be, and you take them out hunting for the first time and uh, you're hunting turkey or you're hunting deer, I mean, which do you think kind of sticks with them more, getting their first deer or getting their first turkey? Uh, is one a little more special than the other when it comes to breaking in the young hunters and taking them around the state of South Carolina and in the fields and looking for that game? So uh, that's a great question, and it brings into, uh, into it brings into the discussion a lot of factors. Again, it's a deer. Deer is great because you can get in an elevated position. You can hide in a blind or a tree stand, and kids can kind of sit still. They don't have to sit as still and get in this blind. There's camouflage around. They can kind of move, you know, stretch. Heck, they can play a game on a phone until a TV comes until like a TV until uh, the the deer walk out. Mm-hmm. And you know, deer particularly, you can walk out to eighty, a hundred yards, and you can make a shot. Sometimes deer may not see you, notice it from that far off, um, even though they have tremendous sight. Turkey hunting, on the other hand, you're ground level. You're on the ground, typically up against a tree. Maybe some bushes in front of you. Maybe you might be in a blind. And a lot of people have learned to use blinds for turkey hunting for kids particularly because you can move inside the blind. And for whatever reason, a ground blind does not disturb a turkey like it would a deer. If you pop a ground blind up, a deer's going to walk out the woods and blow out immediately. A turkey will walk right by it. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> um, people that do it can tell you about it. For whatever reason, it flips a switch in their head, and they cannot. It just doesn't spook them. It's like they don't even know it's there. They'll walk right around it, don't even think about it. And it mm-hmm. wasn't even there yesterday. Um, so it's one of those things with turkeys. But the thing about turkeys to me that attracts a young person is the calling and the response. There's nothing like sitting there on the ground and hearing a gobbler sound off behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, for my son, one of the first times we went turkey hunting, uh, a friend of mine and folks that are listening will laugh, but Toy McCoy took my <laughs> my son to a turkey hunting one time over in Pocatello area, and he will never forget that hunting trip because we sat down under a tree, and Toy called, and the gobbler sounded off right above us. I mean, right above us. Mm. So... <laughs> Uh, it was a, it was loud. It echoed. It was right. Literally, we were leaning against the tree the bird was in. The bird came down to the ground, walked up to the limb that we were sitting behind, and peeked over at us. <laughs> it's just one of those experiences you'll never forget. But he was facing the wrong way, so he couldn't make the shot. And then the bird walked off. Um, but um, 
it was a it was just a story you, you never forget. But for turkey hunting, to me, with young people, it's that call. It's the, just the, the the colors of the bird when they strut, they come in. It can be a tremendous story, and it can also be one where they're sitting in that you're not. You sit out there and take a young person, and you call, and you hear nothing, and you call, and you hear nothing. Um, so that can be a boring hunt. But just as quick as it's boring, it can turn to exciting when a bird gobbles one time uh, or two times. And if that bird hits the ground and comes out in the field and comes running over, strutting to a decoy, there is nothing more exciting than a turkey full, running in full tilt, stopping and blowing up. <laughs> and when you can see every feather on his body just extend out, and he sucks that air in his mouth, and he drums. And as he drums, he pokes his chest out further, drops those feathers, the, the wings down, and scratches the ground, and he just kind of makes a and he spits. It's not like he's spitting, but he's just he's breathing the air in, and he's extending all those feathers out real quick. And he's drumming. They call it drumming. And it's just... Um, and when you can hear that, it is something you can't, as an adult, you can't forget it. So as a child, it's tremendous. So mm-hmm. um, there's a lot to that. That's a great question, really. Yeah. And I think most kids on the ground, the turkey on is hard to sit still sometimes. So that brings up the point about the blind. If you can take a child in the blind, they can move around. It doesn't spook the birds near as bad as they move. But when a bird gets close, the one thing about turkey hunting is doesn't matter what you're doing, what you're in, their eyesight, they can see color. They can see things that most animals can't, and they got tremendous sight. If they could smell, we'd never kill one. You'd never take one. <laughs> they don't smell? I mean, if they could smell. They, they don't, don't have smell. that ability? Birds, don't, birds do not use their sense of smell. The only bird that I'm aware of that really has a sense of smell is a, um, a buzzard. Ah. Because uh, they're huh. the only ones that have that sense of, that can actually use the sense of smell. Most birds do not use that sense; of, they, they don't have it. So that's why you can use a thermocell, you can spray mosquito, you can spray repel all over you, whatever, off, whatever you want. Don't matter how bad you smell, turkey's not going to smell you. <laughs> but he will see you if you move and blink one eye; he'll see you. Hey, uh, uh, just Major, got great. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We want to jump to the line because we have somebody who wants to reach out to you real quick. Triple eight eight nine eight two five two five. SC Wild from DNR with Major Billy Downer, and you're on the air with the Major. Go right ahead, please. It's uh, Jim. Jim and where Goose Creek? Yeah, Jim down in Goose Creek. Jim, welcome in. How are you? Real fine. Nice talking to you, Phil and, and Major. It's an honor to speak with you. I got a question for you, sir. About go ahead. I guess two shows ago, you had a gentleman on with you, and you guys were discussing trial, uh, trying out dogs for retrieving in the water and stuff. And you were discussing right. going a hundred, a hundred, hundred and fifty yards out. Well, my question is, what kind, if any, measures can you take to uh, protect your dog from the alligators getting them when they're doing that? Hey. Okay, so <laughs> thanks for the call. That's a great question. I'm not sure I'm going to have a tremendous answer for that. Um, the best answer I can give you is knowing the area you're hunting, number one, um, and the time of year is everything. So when it's real cold, if you're from the coast, 
things slow down, you're pr- probably pretty safe with a dog out there. Particularly when, when it comes to a water retrieve with a dog is when they are vulnerable in that water. And that's when alligators are going to strike if they're going to use in the water, not as much necessarily at shore, but when that head's in the water and that's also exposed, um, they're attracted to that. And I've had that happen many times training dogs in the summertime. Um, and uh, the, there's no way to protect a dog during a hunt if they're on a long retrieve for a duck, particularly in a salt marsh, even when it's, when it's warmer. Um, and those days are warm because I've been in December hunting ducks and mosquitoes eating me alive and mosquitoes eating me alive. That means gators are out. Um, so you just got to know your area. Um, hopefully, and one of the things that, you know, we, we talk about is prevention with alligators is your best way to prevent an alligator problem in the winter is to handle it during the summer, um, using the, uh, land, private lands tags that we do have that are out there to manage gators on property like that to remove gators so they're not problems when it comes to sporting in the future. Uh, the problem is there's so many gators, you're never going to get rid of one of them. So knowing the area, cold weather, when it's a warm day, don't take the dog. That's my best advice. Hmm. Hunting on the coast, inland, where we're out on Lake Marion, we don't have any problems with alligators during the wintertime. But on the coast, tremendous problems when you hunt these impoundments. Um, or the coastal waters. When it gets warm, gators come out. You just can't get a dog on, on those days. You got to wait the colder days to walk your dog, and that's probably the best advice I can give. Hmm. And the only advice, other than managing gators during um, the off season. When I say off season, I mean off season of, of waterfowl season, and using those private lands tags um, uh, to manage populations or nuisance gators. Okay, well, thank you very much, Phil. I appreciate it. Yeah, Jim, thank you very much. Great question. Uh, Major, got about 90 seconds left with you, uh, and we'll, uh, of course, be with you at the Classic uh, coming up later on this month. But give us a quick preview of what to expect at the Sportsman's Classic later on this month at the fairgrounds. The preview is probably going to be more of this. <laughs> you're going to hear a lot of that. Um, no, there's be some great, there's always great vendors there, fishing vendors, turkey calls, uh, new turkey decoys. You've got nickel store there. Um, you've got Traeger grills there. Um, the bass tanks there. A lot of fun things to come see, as always, all the new stuff out. But remember, turkey season right around the corner, the 18th and 19th here in Game Zones 3. And four is our youth day. Uh, One bird only. Great being with you. Have a great couple of weeks. We'll see you at the Sportsman's Classic, and uh, we'll do an extended version of uh, SE Wild with you, and we'll talk to you between now and then. Sounds good, Phil. Thanks. Thank you, Major. Major Billy Downer, Department of Natural Resources here in the state of South Carolina. Another edition of SE Wild talking turkey, as he loves to do. Man, you can tell he loves turkey hunting and loves talking about it, and we'll talk more about it at the Sportsman Classic coming up in a, in a couple of weeks. Look forward to that.